This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am so thankful and thrilled that you are here joining me on what is going to be the last episode of 2023 of this podcast. And I wasn't actually going to make this episode. I was kind of just going to go out through the rest of the, the year and maybe start fresh again in 2024. But I keep seeing some things and social media and people talking, of course, about, you know, new year, new you and new year's resolutions and what we should do for diets starting in January. And it's just, it's a time that I try to not be on social media as much just because everything that I see and all of these advertisements and all of this blatant, just myths and incorrect things that people are posting about losing weight and getting healthier and all this stuff. It just saddens me, to be honest. So I try not to to look at it too much, but I also don't want to leave those who are seeing it high and dry and with no credible information and just, you know, having to succumb to some of that. So I want to talk just briefly, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes or so, who knows, about some things to consider this time of year, especially if you're kind of to the point where you're not happy with how you're feeling. Maybe you think it is time. Maybe it's a good time for you to make some adjustments to your nutrition or to add in an exercise routine or get back to sleeping better or whatever your goals are. Let's talk a little bit about some things to do to lay the foundation so that the goals that you decide to to focus on are actually going to stick. So by the way, this uh, podcast will likely be interrupted as I'm recording it with my entire family home. And we got a new puppy who is playing with our older dog. So you, if you hear growling and what sounds like dinosaurs in the background, that's just them. Don't worry about it. They find they, uh, they come bursting into my office every so often and I have to kick them out again. So that is that that's what's in the background. It, it just is what it is. So like I said, I wanted to get this, this recording out and just have it be something that if you have some time off during this part of the year, and maybe you're out for a walk, or maybe you're doing some shopping, or maybe you're cleaning the house or whatever, and you listen to podcasts, I want you to be able to kind of think about some of this stuff. And hopefully it's helpful for you to apply when you are making your goals for the next year. So one of the biggest things, and I actually did an episode about this, I believe last year or the year before, and it kind of talked about goal setting. Um, for for the new year. But one of the biggest things that people tend to miss when they start setting goals for an upcoming year is they forget to reflect back on the past year and what went well. You know, really having that reflection period, especially when it comes to your health, is going to be pivotal in helping you craft goals that are actually useful and helpful for you, but that are actually also aligned with your current state and where you want to be. So a reflection period, it's, it's more taking that time to be kind of, kind of quiet your mind if you can, and 
what I do actually to help with a reflection period, because it's so hard to remember all the great things or not so great things maybe that you did throughout the year. So I actually go back through my phone. I, I live and breathe from my phone's calendar and appointments that are set and, and events that are going on. It's always in my phone calendar. So I'll actually go back and start in January and just go through every single day that has like a little, you know, dot on it because it symbolizes that something is on that day. So I'll just go through and look at all the things and be like, oh yeah, I did that presentation or, oh yeah, I went to that event or, oh yeah, I saw, you know, this person or whatever. And, and don't just kind of blow through that, really focus in on that, if, especially if it had some impact on your life. So if, if, for example, there was an event that I went to that I sat and reflected on it and I was like, oh yeah, that's where I met so-and-so. And then so-and-so and I did this event later and then we did this and then we set up that program and we did this together. And how cool was it that it all started on this day? So it's like, that is what I mean when it comes to reflection. And obviously that is more tied to maybe business goals, but you could also do that for your nutrition and your health. Maybe there was uh, a family reunion that you went to that you really felt great at, or you didn't feel great at, or maybe there was, um, you know, an event during the summertime where you went on a, uh, and walked a 5k or something like that, whatever the, the events are in your life that reflect kind of your health and your health status. Maybe you had a doctor appointment. That's a big one. I've been hearing people, uh, that I work with privately. I've been hearing them say a lot like, well, okay, I just got back from my blood work appointment. And now I really have you know, the motivation to make some changes because I'm not happy with where my blood works at, or I want to avoid going on a medication. I want to be able to, you know, play with my grandkids or whatever. So some of those pivotal moments throughout the year are really important to reflect back on because that can really help to stir up that driving factor of why you're making some of these changes in the first place. So having that reflection period helps to establish your why. Because if you're just blatantly making goals just because everyone makes goals this time of year, it's not going to stick for you. It's just not going to last. On that note, reflect back on some of your goals that you set in previous years. What were your goals that you set in 2023? Do you even remember any of your goals that you set in 2023? Did you hit your goals last year or this year? Um, did you not hit your goals? What were the barriers that came up? You know, really do some reflection on that. If hopefully you've had them written down or hopefully you had them, um, or hopefully it was an easy goal to remember, or you had it, you know, on a sticky note on your mirror or whatever. But if you don't even remember your goals from this last year, that's, that's some feedback for you for this year, right? For this upcoming year is, okay, you, it's easy to forget them in the hustle and bustle of every day. So make sure that you write them down, put them on your phone, have them as your phone, you know, uh, lock screen or whatever. And just so that they're always kind of in your face and relevant and you don't forget them. So, but again, with the goal setting from the previous year, are you even setting goals that are your own goals? Or is it a goal that you continuously set every year? Every year, I'm gonna set the goal, I'm gonna lose 25 pounds or whatever the goal is, or I'm gonna get healthier, I'm gonna get to the gym or whatever. Are you setting the same goal over and over again year after year? If so, do you think maybe that goal isn't important enough for you? Or do you think that that goal maybe isn't aligned with what you actually truly want? Or why are you setting that goal? Who set that goal for you? Who determined that that's a goal that you need to hit? 
ask yourself some of those questions, it, especially if it's a goal that you repeat every single year, you're going to quit smoking or every single year you're going to stop drinking or every single year you're going to cook more at home or whatever the goal is. What's getting in the way each and every year from you from actually achieving that goal? Is it a willpower thing? No, probably not. Is there something blocking you from reaching that goal? Is it a financial thing? Is it a um, time management thing? Is it a priority thing? Is it a support system thing? What is coming in the way of you achieving that goal? Write all those things down. The more you can write these things down, the better because it really gives you a good visual and it kind of reinforces the things that are floating around in your head. So which goals are kind of repeated? If you do have repeated goals every single year, which ones what are they and what list out as many things as you can think of that get in the way of that goal as you can. Okay. So also you can take a look at how you're feeling right now. Like you in this, this moment right now, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling super energized? Are you feeling sick or fatigued or heavy or weighed down? Do you have pain anywhere? Do you have like joint pain, headaches, back pain, constant foot pain? Does your stomach hurt? Does your throat hurt? You know, what are you feeling? As many, as many things as you can connect with right now, or maybe you're feeling awesome. Are you feeling awesome? What are the, any and all contributors to how you're feeling right now? If you're feeling awesome right now, what contributed to you feeling awesome? That's another thing that people don't consider is they think that when they're feeling great, that there's no no work to be done or nothing that they need to do, which is kind of not true because in the future, when you're not feeling great, you're going to want to remember how you got to feeling good. Maybe that's, oh, you were consistently walking 30 minutes most days out of the week, or you were stretching at night, or you were eating four or five vegetables a day or whatever you're doing right now. If you're feeling great right now, write down all the things you're doing. So that way you remember in the future that that's what helped you feel great. Now on the reverse of that, if you're feeling fatigue or sick or heavy and bogged down or pain or whatever, list out all the things you think might be contributing to that. Here are some hints. How are you sleeping? How are you eating? Are you working out? Are you stretching? Do you have a good social life? Do you feel supported? How's your stress? Those are the top contributors. I pretty much just filled in your worksheet for you. (laughs) Not that there's a worksheet, but there should be. But I pretty much just gave you all the answers to that test. Those are the top contributors to most people's physical discomfort. Any of all of those stress, sleep, nutrition, movement or exercise, um, social situations, relationships, all of those things. Now you can also add in um, spirituality. If you're, if you're a spiritual person or religious person, that can play a big factor in how people are feeling if they're not feeling connected. Um, you can also factor in any medications or other physical things that, that maybe you're, you started taking a medication this year and it made you feel really tired or made you feel really moody or whatever. Like those things contribute as well. So those are things to look at. Sidebar, I'm not telling you to stop taking any medications, but if you are connecting the dots with maybe that's contributing to negative feelings that you're having, definitely talk to your doctor about that. That is important to, to take note of. Make sure that you are connecting with how you're feeling in this moment right now. And any contributors or, or things that you think might be the reason why you're feeling those ways, both good and bad. Now, for next year, or even just in general, how do you want to be feeling? 
So if you're a person feeling like, I'm great, everything's awesome, I'm eating all my veggies, I'm getting all my exercise, I'm sleeping great, whatever, awesome. So continue doing with that what you're doing. If you're not feeling great, how do you feel you want to feel? If that's if that makes sense, how do you feel you want to feel? How are you feeling? And where do you want to be feeling? What do you want to be feeling? So if you're not feeling great, if you're feeling tired, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel just slightly less tired? Do you want to feel like you're going to spring out of the bed in the morning? Do you want to feel like you could run a marathon at any given moment? Do you want to feel like you just can carry in all the grocery bags and play with your kids as on a whim if they need to? Um, you know, so those are the things like really have a good picture in your brain of how you want to be feeling and now connect the dots on how far are you from feeling that way? And what do you think is a barrier for you to feel that way? So if you're sitting there thinking like, well, I want to be able to run a 5k at the drop of a hat without training hardly anything. But right now you've been sick on the couch for a month. That's a big disconnect. Not impossible goal, but it's a big disconnect. So you kind of get an idea of what would be realistic goals or where you would start with that. Also, if you want to feel like you don't need to take a nap at 2 p.m. every single day. You listed out the contributors to that. Maybe it's sleep related. Maybe it's stress related. Maybe it's diet related. And you want to connect the dots and feel like you don't need to take a nap. So what would be the top contributors there? How can you get a better night's sleep? How can you eat a little bit better? What kind of nutrients do you need to get in throughout the day? And how can you lower your stress to allow for you to not feel tired and fatigued all the time? So hopefully you're seeing the pattern here. I'm going through a couple of different examples, but you know, when I'm doing coaching sessions and, and, um, working with people, these are the kind of the things that, that we do. We help connect the dots. Well, where are you at right now? And where do you want to be? And what's the direct path of getting there? So sometimes it's a couple of different steps to get there. Sometimes there's a lot of layers to things that we need to break through to get there, but that's kind of the general vision is where do you want to be? What do you want to feel like? And how can we get you there? Hopefully you can kind of see that there's so much more to setting practical goals than just listing out a few things that come to the top of your your head. You know, when somebody says, what's your goals? And you list out a few things like blindly. So there's a lot more to it. There's deeper, deeper areas that you can go into it. Like where are you at now? Where do you want to be? What's blocking you from getting there? What are the steps? What are the small action tasks you need to take? All those things. So one thing I kind of mentioned it before, but I didn't, I wanted to expand on this a little bit. So often I hear people set someone else's goals and wonder why they're struggling to achieve them. So for example, I've talked to a a couple of people who, sorry, I'm just dealing with the puppy. I've talked to a couple people who say that they want to run a half marathon or a marathon in, in an upcoming year. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. When we dive deeper though, into kind of the why behind that, they're like, well, actually, I don't really know. Like my cousin did one and my friend does them and my friend seems happy. So I, I think that'll make me happy. And then I'll ask like, do you like running? Do you enjoy running? And they'll be like, no, <laughs> I really don't. I hate it actually. So you can kind of see that they are setting someone else's goals because they think someone else's goals applies to them. So if you truly don't like running, don't set a goal around running set a goal around what you do enjoy. If the underlying goal is you want to stay committed and be supported in a training program of some sort, and you want to have an outcome at the end of a training program, that's different. You don't have to run to have that be the outcome goal though, especially if you don't like running. 
you could just stick with a training plan or work with a trainer or um, find a, a program that, that you can kind of commit to and lock in on. And, you know, you can set it up differently than simply having it be a running goal if you don't like running. So what are your goals? And really think on them. Where did those goals come from? Why are they your goals? Are they your goals? Are they someone else's goals? Are you simply setting them because that's what everybody does this time of year? Well, everybody tries to lose weight in January. Okay, but do you actually feel like doing that? Do you actually want to be doing that? Or would it just kind of be nice and you just want something to kind of to focus on? So really think clearly on are your goals even your goals to begin with? And the last thing I want to talk about, I know I just kind of rattled off. I had like this, this topic kind of came to me when I was on a run actually. Uh, and I, I just kind of jotted down some bullet points of, of topics that I wanted to cover. Um, but the, the last one is blind spots. Blind spots is something I actually did a whole entire episode on. I bring it up often. Um, and I, I'm, I think it's like episode 40 something. I'd have to go back and look, I'll put it in the show notes. So, but it's a whole entire episode on blind spots, but one area of blind spots, there's, there's kind of a bunch of subcategories when it comes to blind spots. I actually did study this for a little while. I actually did a lot of research into blind spots and being on autopilot. And that's why a lot of my previous episodes are on being on autopilot, especially when it comes to nutrition and some of our food habits and our patterns that we're in and where they come from and blah, blah, blah. Um, again, you can go back and look at some of the previous episodes. Um, but one of the subcategories of blind spots is being stuck in a pattern of research or collecting. We, we are all kind of guilty of that. Maybe you have a, a folder on your computer of freebies. They call it like the freebie graveyard where you you kind of follow certain people on social media and you're like, oh, they have a free handout. Okay, I'll take that. Or, oh, they have a free guide. Oh, I'll take that. And you kind of just have them on your computer and maybe you read through them. Maybe you don't even read through them. I know I have some on my computer that I'm like, oh, I'll read that in a little bit. And then I never do. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you have what I call the freebie graveyard where um, it's all this great information that you had good intentions of using at one point or another but it's it's useless if you don't put it into play right like if you don't apply it it's useless there are a lot of people out there who are addicted to gathering information about a certain topic but yet they never apply it and do that deeper work to make that happen for them so a lot of people, when it comes to weight loss, especially get stuck in this pattern and, and it's a blind spot because they don't realize that they're doing it. They just think I need to learn more. I need to learn more. I need to get more information. Oh, this person's talking about carbs. This person's talking about keto. This person's talking about intermittent fasting. This person's talking about all these other things, fill in the blank. And they need to keep gathering and gathering and gathering. Yet they haven't taken a single area of anything that anybody's talking about and actually applied it to their own life. So that is a blind spot that keeps them safe. It keeps them from actually taking action because taking action on something that you haven't done before is scary. It, it can be considered a threat to our subconscious brain. It can be a challenge to even change anything that we do, especially if it's things that we're on autopilot about, especially if there are blind spots about it. So this is where it's helpful to have somebody ask you questions like, where are you stuck right now? What patterns are you doing that is preventing you from taking action? Where's the action? And you have all this great information, but you're not applying it. You're not taking action. Sometimes 
that can be because of overwhelm, because we simply have too many resources of information and we haven't applied any of it. And now it's like, oh, I got, I got all these things. How am I going to apply any of it? You probably can't apply all of it all at once. So um, blind spots prevent you from actually making lasting change because blind spots are something that we may or may not even be aware of. Usually you're not. That's why they call it blind spots. You're not even aware that you're doing it, but it's preventing you from taking action and actually making a change. So with that knowledge now, ask yourself, do I have any blind spots? When it comes to your your goal, if you were to pick one goal that you really want to nail in 2024 or this upcoming year, whenever you're listening to this, if you can just pick one goal that you really want to get and achieve, what do you think would be a blind spot that's preventing you from achieving that goal? Especially if it's a goal that you've set before. Are there blind spots that are preventing you from achieving that goal? So let's pick on uh, weight loss because that's a popular one. As an example, I'll paint you a picture. Let's say you have a goal of losing fill in the blank number of pounds, whatever. doesn't matter, 10, 50, 100, 1,000, doesn't matter. Let's say you have a goal of losing that, that weight and you've set that same goal every single year. So you've been gathering information, you've been studying up on different diets, you've learned everything there is to learn about metabolism, maybe, I don't know, but done the research, you've been to all the websites, you've Googled every topic. The only thing left to do is actually apply some of it and you don't. What your subconscious brain might do is find another outlet of how to lose weight. Maybe you're like, yeah, keto it is. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to learn all the keto steps. I'm going to take a course on keto. I'm going to look at every website and look at every recipe on keto. Okay. The only thing left to do is actually do it. Oh, but wait, now there's intermittent fasting. Well, I got to read up on all of that. I got to learn all the things. I got to take all the courses. I got to get certified in it. I got to do all these things. And you still haven't made a change. And you're wondering like, well, why can't I lose this weight? Well, you haven't applied anything. Well, I mean, I could go on off topic and talk about intermittent fasting, keto and dieting in general and how those don't work and blah, blah, blah. But I won't. You get my point. The point is, if you notice that this pattern is similar for you, then that's a blind spot. You're what we consider an information hoarder. And that there's nothing wrong with that. We we all want to feel safe. We all want to feel like we're doing the right thing. We all want to maybe know everything there is to know about a topic that we're thinking about applying to our lives and whatever. But if it's a constant pattern for you to research everything to death and not apply anything and take action on anything, that's a blind spot. It's keeping you safe. It's a it's a safety mechanism for our subconscious brain because if you're safe and, and in your comfort zone, then all is right in the world and our brains don't have to work harder and we know exactly what to expect and there's no surprises, but we also don't change and we also don't get the results we're looking for and we also don't improve our health if that's part of the goal process. So that is a blind spot for a lot of people. They don't even realize that they're doing it until someone says, well, what actions have you taken towards that goal? And they might say, oh, well, I researched keto. Cool. Did you apply it though? No. Okay. Well, then that, that's a blind spot. So you, you have to actually apply what you learn. Learning is great. I love learning. Um, but you, you also have to take action. You have to apply what you learn. Otherwise, you're not going to change. You're not going to get the results you want. You're not going to make any movement and progress on anything. 
except increasing your knowledge on a given topic. Blind spots is a big thing. Where are some of the blind spots in your life? Where are some of the blind spots and how are they contributing to your success or lack of progress in your goals? Um, One other blind spot I want to talk about that's a, a pretty common one is the excuse of time. We've all said it. Like, oh, I don't have the time to work out. Oh, I don't have the time to cook at home. I don't have the time to go grocery shopping. That's a blind spot. We're using that as a safety mechanism to prevent us from changing. We will make priority for the things that are most important to us. If somebody says to me, I don't have time to go to the grocery store, but then I ask them, well, how many hours of social media do you use? Do you do in a, in a typical day or week? And they're like, ooh, right? Like that is a priority for them. Social media and, and mindlessly scrolling or whatever you do on social media or looking at people or whatever, that has taken priority over your own health. That's like, that's just one example. You know, obviously there's many, but, um, and there's always, there's always caveats to every little thing. Like, oh, that's not exactly true because I work four jobs and I have eight kids and I do all that. I get it. There's always something, but we will move the earth for the things that are most important to us. So that is where we then step back and say, well, how important is your goal? Are you prioritizing yourself? Are you prioritizing your health? Most of us are not, which is where we kind of get stuck in 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 a feedback loop in a cycle of setting a goal, having good intentions, getting all the information, not taking action, staying comfortable in our comfort zone, not changing, cycle continues. So, this was kind of a uh, off off leash, I guess you could call it, episode where I just had a couple of bullet points that I wanted to kind of go off of and, and talk more about and define out a little bit. Um, so if you've taken a glimmer of any wisdom from any of this, I hope that it's helpful and you can apply any of it. And And really go back and listen to it again if you need to kind of ask yourself the questions that I ask. You can pause it, pause it at any time and write down the answers to some of these questions and see where that gets you. Maybe you'll get some clarity if you simply write out the answers to some of those questions. So again, this is where applying actually helps, right? You actually take action by writing out the answers to some of the questions that I asked previously. So that way you can start getting clear in your brain on the things that you actually need to do. You'd be surprised when I tell people to, you know, simply list out their goals, simply list out the barriers they perceive, simply list out certain things. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, that's really not that much. I, I It felt heavier. It felt more. When I say like, oh, what do you have to do today? And they're like, oh, I got so much to do today. I got the, and they start listing it out. I'm like, well, list out what you actually have to do today. And they're like, oh, it's like two things. So yeah, sometimes in our brain, it's cycling around so fast in there that it we we perceive it as more things to do than it actually is. But when you can actually write it out and, and get clarity on some of it, it's not as heavy. So anyways, I hope that, that you can get some clarity from this and that you do take time to really reflect back on your previous year. What are you proud of? Celebrate those things that you're proud of. What are you not so proud of? It's not failure, it's feedback. Just use anything that you're not proud of as feedback for your next attempt at something and 
list out the things that your, what your goals are. What are your goals? Where are you at right now with them? Where are the stepping stones and little mini steps that you can take to get there? What are some of the barriers that you think that you, that you might come across? And if any, what are some of your blind spots? Where are the blind spots and, and how can you burst through those and uncover some of those so that you can get clarity and actually take action on what you're hoping to achieve? Now, if one of your goals is to improve your nutrition or improve the way your family is eating, I did put together a super fun program called the Start Fresh 30 Day Kickoff. And it's a brand new program that I actually was inspired to put together based on some of this nonsense that I see circling the news feeds and social media and all this just this utter nonsense of potions and pills and powders and all sorts of just bogus crap that people are desperate to try out, hoping that it gives them the results where where I'm thinking like, I have so much information and knowledge that I can give people that will help. That is not, you know, a pill or a potion or a powder or whatever that I put together this program as a way to help people feel better, feel less bloated. Everyone, I always hear the phrase, I need, I just need to start fresh. I need a fresh start at something. So that's why I called it the start fresh 30 day kickstart, because we all need those moments after a holiday, after vacations, after maybe a a tough time with family or whatever, we all kind of feel like I just need to start fresh and I need to clear things out and just start fresh. So that's what this program is. It's 30 days. It's four weeks of meal plans and recipes. You can follow them as is. If you just want to, you know, take the easy button and just be like, I don't want to think about anything. Just tell me what to eat. Or you could customize them a little bit if you want to swap out certain things that you don't like and add in other things that you do and adjust the serving sizes, you can do that as well. But all of these meal plans I personally put together and they all follow along the lines of um, higher fiber. So we're going to improve the health of our gut and improve the health of our liver so that we can detoxify a little bit better. Um, there's no added sugars, no preservatives, no, no food dyes or colorings, none of that junk that bogs us down and makes us feel tired. It's full of, of the whole foods, nutrient dense foods that we all need. Um, you also have, uh, access to me. So I'm in, in and out of that program all the time. I'm, I'm there through chat and through private message. You can also, there's an option if you want to set up a, a one-to-one coaching call. There's also a private group chat for support. So if you want to talk with other like-minded people on um, recipes that they like or what they're trying out for breakfast or whatever, you can do that as well. And all the recipes are something that I would make, you know, and and I, I want to preface that by saying I'm not a chef. I think people assume that because I'm a nutritionist, they also think I'm this amazing cook who loves to make these gourmet meals. Absolutely not. I'm a mother of four and I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off half the time. So absolutely not. Am I going to be giving out recipes that take, you know, three hours to hand dice and cut into funny little florets and all that? No, absolutely not. They're simple. They're easy. They're delicious. They take minimal prep time and they're healthy for you. So um, those are kind of, that's kind of my core values when it comes to recipes. Some of them, yeah, if you're making like a, a soup or something like a chili that's going to sit in a crock pot for an hour and a half, that's different. But the most of the meals are 30 minutes, maybe you can prep ahead a lot of the time if you have a free moment. So, and I walk you through how to do all of that. I also included some bonuses like a, a sugar detox, some strategies around detoxifying yourself from sugars, especially after the holidays or after, you know, um, different events or different uh, vacations. We all kind of get through these patterns of having more sugar than we normally do. And it can be helpful to kind of walk through some strategies to 
uh, get rid of some of that out of our bodies and help support our liver as our liver processes some of that and, and our body just kind of detoxifies and goes to a lower level of sugar. So I do walk you through some of that as well. Now, I do want to mention that this is not a diet. I feel like I have to say that with every single program or, or challenge or anything that I do. It's not a diet. It really is not. It is a substitute diet because we're not focusing on the things that you can't have. There's nothing you can't have necessarily. But what I like to focus on is what you can add in and what's necessary for your body to get more of nutrient-wise because we're depleted from eating a certain way for you know months or weeks or years or whatever. So it's more along the lines of what does your body need? Let's jam pack it full of nutrient dense foods that help support our natural detoxification systems like our kidneys and our liver and our digestive system. And that way you can still have certain things that pop up every now and then like birthday cake or holiday stuff or whatever, but you don't feel as weighed down and bogged down and tired because you're primarily running on good quality foods. So I will put a link to that in the show notes, and you can also find it on my website at foodfactornutrition.com. Again, it's called the Start Fresh 30-Day Kickoff, and it's really, it's not a January 1st thing. You, If you're listening to this and it's July of 2026, you could start it at any moment. It's, it's a start it when you want to program, and each week is released a week after the previous one. So once you complete a week, a new week is opened up for you. So you could, um, you know, just do it for a couple of weeks if you wanted, just to kind of get back on track. You could do it for the full four weeks. You could repeat it and keep doing it if you want to. Um, it's up to you, but it is a, uh, a program that's designed to help make it easy to eat as healthy as possible. And a lot of the recipes are kid approved as well because my own kids eat them and they think they're just fine. So um, anyways, so you can sign up for that in the link in the show notes or at my website, foodfactornutrition.com. And I hope to see you in there. But hopefully, please reach out to me if you have questions on goal setting, if you want to start working with a nutritionist and you feel like, okay, I need some clarity on a few things. I need somebody to help walk me through certain steps and certain things. That's what I'm here for. So reach out to me. Uh, you can send me an email at stephanie at foodfactornutrition.com or click on the let's chat button and you can set up a free consultation. And I hope that the end of this year is wonderful for you and the start of the new year is equally as amazing, if not more, because now you're going to have some clarity on how to reach the goals that you've been wanting to reach. And I just, I'm excited to hear how things go for you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.